welcome. Welcome to Small Me Angsty. I'm Sam. I'm Sarah. <laughs> One day, we won't pause awkwardly after that. <laughs> Just for fun. Um, we're drinking sparkling rosé. We went on a fucking mission to get this, because we're bougie and white. Yes. I mean, we're white. <laughs> yes. Very much so. Um, it's good and cheap, because we're broke right now. Yeah. Um, I take back everything good about summer that I said last week because it's been hot as fuck in Los Angeles. Holy shit, dude. Um, I'm, and you weren't even here for the worst of it. Oh my god, I'm so happy I wasn't here for the worst of it. Um, you should be. It was Neither awful. of our apartments have air conditioning. conditioning. Yeah. So, so, like, we both want to die. If anyone in LA who's, like, not creepy wants to adopt us. Into your air-conditioned home. Yeah. Like, I was gonna say we'll, like, do dishes or something, but they're probably not going to. So... Um, if you just want, like, company, we're really funny. Yeah, we're super funny. <laughs> if you want us to, like, podcast live just directly to you, we're, we'll do that. Yeah. Like, we can do that for you. We can make that happen for you. Must have AC and also maybe, like, a washer and dryer because, like, I just, you know, want to do my laundry. That is a good thing to ask for. for I Like, I would love to do my laundry in your air-conditioned home. Those are my summer goals is to only hang out with people that have... In unit washer dryer and central AC. That's why you're failing fucking miserably right now. I really am. <laughs> you're uh, <laughs> zero for two. So, fuck. This is not my summer goals. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Um. Yeah. It's it's real hot. It's definitely been dragging on me. I think I always think of how I'm affected by weather, very drastically. Being is like I'm affected by cold weather and the dark. Um, <laughs> and the dark. Turns out, like, I don't think the dark is weather. <laughs> it's a, like, I was gonna say it's a season, but dark isn't a season. Dark is definitely not a season, but, you know, winter, spring, summer, dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be my least favorite season. Are you gonna puke all over my desk? <laughs> I might. I'm gonna burp through this entire podcast. It's fine, we're drinking sparkling rosé. We asked for it. I did ask for it. We basically went on a mission to make this the burpiest podcast we could make it. Like, any podcast that I do is going to be the burpiest podcast, but, like, also, this is going to be more so. Yep. Anyway. <clears throat> what were you saying? Um. Of, of <laughs> fucking course we're recording. <laughs> literally every time. Are you kidding me? I'm fucking dead. There's a literal clown horn honking outside right now. Yeah, that, that was definitely picked up, and I can't do anything about I'm sorry. It has been quiet in my neighborhood, but because we're recording, it is not going to stay that way. Um, can't wait for the ice cream truck to come. I What was I saying? Um, I, <laughs> this is now the entire episode. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, but... Uh, no, dark is not a dark is not, not a season, season, but like it gets darker during seasons that I associate with being depressed. Yes, and I don't think that I'm like depressed from the heat, but I I very genuinely have like probably some sort of a medical disadvantage where my body does not regulate its own temperature well at mm, all. Mm-hmm. So once I'm hot and I'm starting to overheat, I need to like get cold in order to normalize. Yeah, um, we literally went to the movies on Sunday because we were texting each other and we both were like, I'm like, I'm not really feeling very good. We both had a long to-do list of things that we just couldn't do. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking kidding me. (laughs) What is that? I I think it's like pork rinds or something, like fucking gross. 
He's just honking a horn for pork rice. He's like, I'm on the street with my pork rice. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> this is bullshit. Oh God. I'm gonna have a real, we're starting to have a really racy blue for real. Perfect. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. How's, you, how's your week? It's uh, going on? It's been fucking sweaty. I, like, I really just realized that because I can't regulate my own body temperature, mm-hmm. uh, I don't get much done when I'm hot. Like, yeah. because I mean, it literally, like, slows me down. Like, yeah. I can't function. And I have no energy. I've been, like, really zapped. Um, went back to my good old standby of, like, hey, I have medication for when I do that. Mm-hmm. And I had... Again, I've talked about how I go through phases where I, like, forget that I have an actual medical problem. Right. Um, and then I remember, and I'm like, oh. I have a drug that... I have a drug that I was prescribed by a doctor to solve some of the problems I'm having. To help me with this. And you know what? It's been working. Well, great. Great. Yeah. I drank a Red Bull earlier, which I don't ever do. Well, see, and again, this is how I knew that it, like, wasn't just, like, an energy thing, because I'd I'd been having so much fucking coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about Adderall again. Um, so much coffee where I was, like, okay, and, like, I think there's, like, a weird, I mean, I I make a lot of Adderall jokes, but, Mm -hmm. like, it actually does make me feel like a normal person, so I do feel like I need to preface that with that. Like, I don't think it's something that you should just be, like, abusing and fucking around with. I don't advocate that. (laughs) Oops. Um. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, I don't, like, like, you don't have a drug problem. No, like, no, no, no. And I don't mean, I don't, I don't abuse Adderall necessarily. I just think that I probably should be prescribed it because when I do take it, it does help me make, help make me feel like a normal human. Yeah. And like it actually like legitimately helps my mood. Right. You like, just don't have a prescription. Yeah. I um, just don't have a good enough doctor to get me a prescription for it. That's fair. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm able to, because I'm poor and the healthcare system's a mess is because I've been on it for like 10 years now. Almost. Right. Exactly. So... Uh, like, it's easy for them to be like, oh, you've been going and getting this for forever. Like, there's no, like, you know, liability risk, whereas... I feel like if I asked a doctor for it, they would, like, they would give me, I don't know, what's, like, a generic Adderall? That's what I, that's what most people take, is in, in, it's amphetamine salts. Amphetamine salts. That's, that's what generic Adderall is, it's amphetamine salts. They would give me amphetamine salts, if anything. Yeah, well, that's what I have. That's what the pharmacy's gonna substitute it for anyway, it's way cheaper. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, some fun facts about drugs. Uh, so, yeah, that actually was helping a lot because I was drinking so much coffee and I was like, why am I still so tired and so unmotivated? Caffeine isn't helping at all. And it's like, I had a weird little light bulb switch of like, you know what's more abusive? Me drinking like four coffees a day. Yeah. Like, rather than just take a little bit of like the drug I'm prescribed for feel. It, but again, like, I mean, I've talked before about how sometimes it's hard for me to tell what's depression, what's anxiety, what's ADD, mm-hmm. because it's just, like, how I'm wired, like, what do I do to fix it, and how, and I always want to be as healthy about it as I can, and right. not, you know, shortcut things, and not, not deal, I don't want to use things as a crutch, basically. Well, and I, th- I think that that's just a good example of, like, like, look, I know that we all want to be, like, I don't want to, like, take something every day, and I, like, uh, who am I after that, but, like... You know, we have these chemical imbalances in our brain, and you're prescribed this for a reason, and if it works for you, like, take your fucking medicine, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, that's true. I think that, like, it, like it's there's okay. Like, there's like, weird you stigmas should've... about it, and about, like, yeah. pharmaceuticals and shit, and, like, if it's not natural, and blah, 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 blah. And it's but, like, like, look, I get it, and, like, I, I agree to a certain extent, but also it's like, like, if you're fucking depressed, and you're on depression meds, and they help you, 
Fucking take those depression meds, dude. Like, just like it is a weird do fine it. line of like. <laughs> I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast, and I can't remember who he was talking to. I think uh, David Arbor, mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, they were talking about like uh, medication for bipolar disorder because mm-hmm. David Arbor's bipolar, I and I didn't either until I listened to this podcast. And he was uh, saying, you know, like he's like always really struggled when he's gone off his meds, and. <laughs> He was like, you know, like, the weird, like, hippie side of me was always like, no, like, don't be on meds, because, like, fuck up your brain, and, like, you feel good when you're off of them sometimes, Mm -hmm. and, like, and then, you know, Mark Maron was like, well, yeah, but, like, you know, there's also, like, Western medicine, and, like, pharmaceutical companies are are an issue sometimes, but also, like, They've solved a lot of problems for people with actual, like, medical disadvantages so they can, like, live better lives, which is, I mean, and I think, um, medication, that's for, and we've talked about this a little bit already, so I don't want to, like, drag on the conversation we've had before, but, like, medication that is prescribed for mental health is even more stigmatized Mm -hmm. as pharmaceutical companies being bad. Um, I think especially lately there's been a big movement to, like, go away from that and get off of medication. Right. Um, which is fine, like, if that, I mean, I'm not, I was on, on SSRIs, and I'm not anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think, see, that's the ice cream one. Oh, got it, got got it. it. Yeah. Um, so, and I think, like, in not being on those anymore, I've been fine. I also am very well aware of the fact that if I live pretty much anywhere else, I'd have to be on them. Yeah. Because what the sun does for my serotonin levels is probably what medication was doing for my serotonin levels when that wasn't a factor. Yeah, well, like, a therapist that I had, um, was, like, she's, like, yeah, you know, like, I, she's, like, I like to work with people and, like, talk and, like, diagnose, like, if you have something clinical, and she was, like, it sounds to me like you have bipolar depression, and she's, like, so we need to get you into, like, a psychologist to, like, prescribe you something, um, and I was, like, I don't want to take something every day, and do-do-do-do-do, but it's just, like, I mean, there are definitely times where I've been, like, Fuck, you know, like, I probably should be, like, taking something for this, because this is, like, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's an individual decision for every person to make, and there is no right or wrong. Um, I personally am not medicated right now. I used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Full disclosure. I have no issue saying that. Um, At the time when I went on meds, like, I really pushed my parents to let me go on meds because I was auditioning for colleges and having such debilitating anxiety that I was Mm. doing worse than I ever had in my entire life like I was having just like the most insanely overwhelming panic attacks yeah um since that time in my life I have been through a fuckload of therapy yeah so I have way better coping mechanisms and a much stronger language and understanding of how to talk about my anxiety how to understand my feelings how to deal with them in conversation and in life and that has helped mitigate a lot of that, and also because of my lifestyle, it's not something that I come up to a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also struggled with bad depression and had to be on medica- medication for that. Yeah. Um, well, it's like I've also know, gone through phases where I'm like, should I be on medication? Like, I don't fucking know. But I, for me, the reason why I've chosen not to is because I have way more good or normal days than I do bad phases. Yeah. If I ever get to a point where I feel like it's not circumstantial. Yeah, yeah, yeah then I'm, I'm gonna go back on medication. Well, and I think for me, it's like, I don't think I need to be on something every day, but it's like, you know, sometimes if I'm having that anxiety or if I'm having like a really bad panic attack or whatever, 
you know what, sometimes the only thing that will help me come back down is taking a Xanax. Well, and that's what it's for. Yeah. And so it's like, (laughs) so it's like, you know, sometimes it's just, it's, it's necessary because that's the only thing that will help me. Like, apart from like, you know, abusing some other drug or something like that. Well, and that's the same thing with like, you know, my ADD. If I like can't figure out what I want to do or I'm like, I can't get myself up or I'm just like in a weird spiral from it or I... I'm really unmotivated, but, like, also kind of panicking about it. Like, sometimes, like, yeah, like, I could probably get out of that with medication, but it's going to take me 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And at that point, the day is done. And then you're freaking out because then you lost a day. Exactly. Because of a medical, like, actual illness that I have. Mm-hmm. So if I take the medication I'm prescribed, like, problem solved. That's yeah. it. Whatever. So anyway, that's, that's that. Um... Long story short, take your medication. Yeah, <laughs> drugs are not always bad. Drugs are not always bad. Sometimes they're really necessary. Meth is always bad. Though. Meth is always bad. <laughs> Maybe don't do meth. Maybe don't do meth. That song was from a uh, <laughs> a commercial that a friend of mine showed me yesterday. Um, and after I watched it, I immediately showed it to Sarah. Um, what's the name of the video? It's like Meth Cleaning Girl or yeah. something. Look up Meth Cleaning Girl on YouTube. It is... Calling. If you post this is to it in the this is a real description. Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, like you fucking edit these. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you don't know how it works. Um, it's, uh, so I had watched. <laughs> I watched this with a friend of mine who saw it as part of like a dare program in like the sixth or seventh grade. Can we talk about dare for a second? Let's talk about. I am down to talk about dare. Um. Kind of fuck you, Dare. <laughs> um, clearly, Dare doesn't work. That's why I stopped doing it. It's because it was, like, proven to not be working. That's why I stopped doing it. It's, like, like clearly did not fucking work. Um, also, it was basically, like, sensationalized propaganda. Well, it's propaganda, and also it's, like, just, like, shaming kids yeah. into, like, feeling really bad It was literally about, creating like, a culture of guilt, and then also, like, when you did try something and like it created like this super weird dangerous image of shit that some of it is incredibly dangerous but like I think there's way more power in education and open conversation as like I feel like our generation is thankfully like moving towards that yes um and I do feel like I am in like a unique position of understanding both sides of that because I grew up in the time when the dare program was a thing but Mm -hmm. also had a parent who was a social worker and thought the D.A.R.E. program was fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, See, and so I wish I, I would have... that mitigated. I wish I would have had that conversation with my parents, because my parents were very chill and, like, very lax yeah. about, like, everything. Um, and I think that if I would have brought it up to them, they, like, we absolutely would have had that conversation. But I just remember that after, like, the D.A.R.E. officer would come to class, I remember thinking that, like, my parents were bad people because they, like, drank. Yeah. And, like, because they, you know, they, like, the whole thing about D.A.R.E. is they say that, like, everything is bad. And so I always was like, I'm never going to drink, I'm never going to smoke cigarettes because that makes you a bad person. Well, it's funny that you mention that because one of my vivid memories of childhood is, so my mom is a, is a social worker who uh, does a, a lot of, like, runs a lot of groups and, like, did, like, substance counseling. And she came in and ran a program at my elementary school when I was in the third grade. And, uh, she did these, like, 
it was like a weird like puppet show thing that she was doing at the time. Tight. Yeah, I like I have a very scattered memory of this, but um, I like was really into it because like she kept the puppets at the house and I thought they were cute and I wanted to play with them, but I Obviously. wasn't allowed to play with them. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure they're still in my parents' attic now, though. Oh my god. I want to find them. Please find if them. If I ever end up back in New Jersey, I'm really broke. Um, Robin, I, if you're listening to this, please send those puppets. She might actually fall through on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like 90% sure they're still in my parents' attic. Um, also, hi, Robin. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Mom. Um, so, I found... Uh, so, but anyway. I won't get to talk about puppets anymore. So, we... <laughs> We're now a puppet podcast. <laughs> All puppets, all the time. The small and the puppets. The small and the puppets. The puppets and the angsty. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We're, it's, we're workshopping it's it. A, yeah, it's a workshop. <laughs> God damn it. I know. So, uh, uh, afterwards she did these questions, and uh, she'd be like, if you say, like, yes, or, like, agree, or whatever, like, you go to one side of the room, or, like, no, or, like, disagree, you go to the other side of the room. So she would make these statements, and, like, you would, like, go to one side or the other. And she said, uh, if you smoke cigarettes, you're a bad person. And everybody went to the yes side of the room. And I had this moment of like, wait, but it was one of those things where like you're eight and you just kind of follow where your friends go. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, the like crowd just kind of moves here. Like, this is the answer. We all go here now. And yeah. I was like, no. And I stood on the other side of the room alone, mm-hmm. which was very embarrassing for me. Not because it was my mom running it, but because like. Because it's embarrassing. To it's do weird something. to like. It's do embarrassing to think for yourself different. when you're a kid. <laughs> it's embarrassing to think for yourself when you're eight. I was fucking eight. Yeah. And I was like, like, paint a picture of me at eight. Like I was scrawny and tiny and the smallest one in the class and looked like I was six. Mm-hmm. When I was eight, I was literally wearing toddler's clothes. Still, I remember this being a thing. I don't know why this is the memory that stuck in my head, but I for sure was still wearing like a four T. Um, when I was eight, all I wore were leggings for like the first half of my life. So you're the same person? Yes. Ani and I only had leggings. And then I remember... like her BFF or mom. Yeah. And then I remember being, um... <laughs> I remember, like, being in school and everybody else was wearing jeans and I was like, what is... Should I be wearing jeans? Dude, I just had a weird memory of, like, I didn't wear jeans either because they irritated my skin and I hated jeans until I was in, like, sixth grade. Yeah. I only wore leggings, too. I wore leggings and I wore squirts. Dude, remember fucking squirts? Fucking squirts, dude, because... Someone... Squirts are gonna do, come... Squirts are gonna come back. They're gonna come back. I can't do fucking flips on the fucking yeah. uh, Mississippi bars if I'm not wearing a squirt. Squirts are gonna come back. I'm heinous. calling it right now. Fucking heinous. I want a squirt. You might think they're heinous. I want one. I mean, I'll fuck a... I'll fuck a squirt up. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> It's like a weird, weird this turn. A, this is a weird, this is a weird podcast. This is a weird episode. <laughs> it's like the temperature in my room is like grazing by the minute, and we're drinking. This is really great for us. I'm a little, I'm a little warm. I'm literally sweating. I'm, I am too. Um, oh, but anyway, man. I remember like being in the other side of the room, being like, "No, that doesn't make you a bad person." And my mom was like. I remember her just giving me, like, a, like, thumbs up and, like, a happy face, and I think a couple of kids saw that, and they all kind of, uh, there was, a, then there became, like, a, more of an even split. Right. It became a whole conversation. And at that point in my life, that had never been a conversation. It was just some, and I, on one hand, I do think, like, it's very indicative of, like, a very early memory of, like, who I actually am as a person, mm-hmm. because I am so the person who's, like, whatever you do, you're not a bad person unless you're a bad, a person. bad person. Yeah. Um, 
And I've kind of always stuck by, like, I don't think anyone's a bad person unless you're, like, a fucking sociopath, in which case you're just, you're just a sociopath. Right. Um, I'm gonna say um more. I'm gonna hate editing this. So. It's been great. It's so fun. So. I can't wait for us to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start making Sarah edit the episodes and just watch how there's no more podcast. Uh, Whatever, I can do it. You're bad at computers. I'm great at computers. What are you talking about? What kind of community do you have, Sarah? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's like a weird HP from, like, the 90s. It is not from the 90s. Okay, fine. Like, 2007. Um, more like 2010. Thank you very much. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's old as fuck. I know. The thing is, I can't justify buying a new one because I don't use it enough. Yeah, you know why? Because it sucks. You get a good computer, you'd probably use it. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, so, yes, the D.A.R.E. program fa- failed miserably because it created all this anxiety around, and, and, like, it created a culture of, like, judgment and, like, yeah. right and wrong and yes and no, and, like, that's not fucking real. That's not life. No, and it shouldn't be how you live your life, and it shouldn't be how you make your decisions. Because... It also, like, doesn't educate people on, like, what things actually are. Exactly. And it was weird because, like, you know, I actually went to a, a public school system that had a pretty decent, like, health program. Mm-hmm. Um, where, That's amazing. Where it, it's actually amazing, um, which I didn't know at the time, obviously, because I was a child. Now I do. Like, we learned a decent amount about, like, drugs and what they were and what they did to you. Um, there wasn't a lot about, like, why do people do them? Because I think there was this... I mean, I don't know a lot of... I haven't talked to a lot of kids about, like, what is going on in their school systems. Mm-hmm. In terms of this, but I think at the time I can speak to, there was a lot of fear about if you talk to kids about drugs and how they're going to affect you, then they're going to want to try it. Which isn't true. And also... No, and like, and I think like... I'm having really anxiety. It's a fucking energy drink. (laughs) Sorry. It's okay. I was just like, why do I I feel like this? Oh, Red Bull. Oh, Red Bull. Red Bull gives you anxiety. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay? Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. Go on. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, it's also literally 400 degrees in here, which is not helping your anxiety. Um, keep drinking this rosé. I think it's helping. (laughs) It's cold. (laughs) Yeah, just, like, I think kids are smart enough to make decisions if you give them information. Mm -hmm. Um, like, all of the information. Like, if you're like, heroin's good and fun, that's a fucking lie. <laughs> but if you're like, I mean, and my mom was fucking great about this kind of shit. Yeah. Like, I, and I give her so much credit because I think I, in terms of like that, she gave me a lot of very honest answers. And I that's always amazing. try to reflect that. Yeah, like, I mean, I can criticize my parents' parenting, like, to, you know, like everybody can to no end. But like, with this, my mom, like, mom, you fucking killed it. Uh, like, you ask questions about like, but why do people do heroin if it's bad? Mm-hmm. Well, because they think it feels good. And then, like, I, like, this is, like, conversations I had about when I was, like, 12. Yeah. Like, it feels good to people, and, like, they get really high, and they really enjoy it, and then they're always kind of chasing that same high. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me that people don't know these things, because I learned them at such a young age. Right. And so when people don't know, you're just like, well, why don't you know that? So, because I know that, I'm never going to fucking do heroin. Right. Well, never say never. No, I'm never <laughs> doing <kidding>. heroin. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. But you know what? Like, it's because I exercise, like, a particular amount of caution around things. And I, I, my belief, 
is, because again, this is always going to get political, my belief is that if you give people information, like, you have to trust them to think for themselves. Mm -hmm. If you aren't giving people information, they're either going to look it up and figure shit out on their own, or they're not, and they're 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 not going to be, they're going to get the wrong information, or they're going to end up in a situation where they aren't properly aware, and they're going to end up in a situation that they shouldn't be in. It's the same thing as, like, when parents are super overbearing and, like, super overprotective of their kids, those kids are always, like, the most wild, like, doing shit because their parents didn't give them a safe space It's like, just to make this really political, it's like, it's like, um, if you don't vaccinate your kid. Yeah. And then they're never exposed to anything, but then they get measles and fucking die. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you introduce kids to things in a healthy way, like, or just, on it, like, you don't, you don't need to scare the fuck out of people. Like, yeah. intimidation is not a great tactic most of the time. Like, I remember There's when a time I was and younger, a place, but... When I was younger, my parents were just like, we want to introduce you guys to social drinking in a healthy way. Yeah. And so, like, at holidays, they would, like, pour us a glass of wine. When I was, like, 14, 15. Sure. Um, and, like... I was like, oh, I hate wine. And they were like, you'll acquire a taste for it. You know, whatever. And they were like, we just want you to know that, like, drinking isn't an evil thing, but it's okay to do in a social situation when you're around friends and family. And, And I think, like, people are very afraid to, like, explain to kids, like, the dark side of life because they don't want to, like, taint their childhood or, like, traumatize them. Well, I mean, my dad was an AA um, for the first part of my life, and so I always saw drinking as, like, this really evil thing. Um, Interesting. And so it was always, like, like it was super demonized, like, to me, in my mind. Like, that's, because mm-hmm. that's how my child brain saw it. Like, oh, daddy doesn't drink because it's bad. Sure. And so then when he started drinking again, um, he, like, had pulled me aside and he was like, hey, just so you know, um, you know, like, I'm going to, I'm going to start drinking again. So if you see me having a drink, like, don't freak out. And I took that at the time as this huge betrayal. How old were you? Um, I want to say like seven or eight. Oh, you were a baby. Yeah. Um, oh my God, you were so little. Yeah. And so I took that as this like huge betrayal because I was like, what are you talking about? Like we were brought up like thinking, you know, one way and like now you're saying that you're going to, what? Um, and I wish, I just wish that like somebody would have like sat me down and just been like, now I understand that like, because alcohol was never necessarily my dad's biggest issue it was just that he was in AA because it was like it's a whole thing um, no, 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 I get you. people go to AA because they're addicted to other things and you have to be completely 100% sober off of anything if you're in AA yeah the way and, that he, AA works. and he also like I think he just like more than anything just like needed the program and like that kind of like support and sure therapy and everything. totally um but like in my child brain I took it as like alcohol is the devil and like if you drink alcohol you're a bad person um, and so then when he was like, I'm going to start drinking again, I was like, <gasps> like, you're a bad person. Well, and Dara was like, alcohol, guns are bad. Alcohol is bad. So it's just like alcohol and guns on like a fucking equal point. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, not yeah. the same thing. But like, only in Dare. And it's weird because like, my child brain didn't necessarily wire those. This episode has turned into like, nothing we plan to talk about, but I'm I so know. here for this conversation. This is such a good conversation. <laughs> well, because I've never, I don't think, I've never talked about it. Like, no, and I think a lot of people haven't, and I think it's fascinating like where you get your preconceived notions and where they fucked you up yeah because I also think like for me I started drinking in college Mm -hmm. and the reason I started drinking in college is because I knew it was okay with my family for me to start drinking in college Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Super fucking weird. Yeah. I was not allowed to drink in the house in a way where it was like, you will be fucking expelled from the universe if you drink in the house. Not because alcohol is bad, but because it's a law. On the other flip side of that, my mom could have lost her job if someone found out. It was yeah. also kind of strung over my head a little, which is definitely not fucking true. Right, like, right, everyone, right, right, Kids right. fucking drink. Um, she definitely couldn't, like, host a party at the house. And, like, I don't... Looking back on the kind of kid that I was at the time, I probably would have, like, gotten drunk once or twice in high school. And, like, that would have been it had that not been a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of friends who were also really good kids. And, like, they did all get drunk one night. And I remember feeling so betrayed because I wasn't there. Yeah. And, like, I couldn't be a part of that. And there was no way for me to be a part of that. Um, because I was afraid of losing everything that I liked about my life through punishment if I was caught drinking. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think having it villainized in that way, but the contrast of, like, once I was in college, it was totally fine, like, was just kind of a mindfuck. Yeah. Um, You're like, what's, well, what's the difference? Well, and, you know, it boiled down to, like, a legal thing for my parents, and it was definitely, like, my parents' own weird misconceptions about it. And mm-hmm. I, I think that the drinking age should absolutely be 18. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're a fucking legal adult. If you can go to war and die for the country, like, you can have a fucking beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. like, keep provisions on driver's licenses and all that. Like, again, I'm always going to keep this fucking political, obviously, because I'm an asshole. I mean. Like, whatever. Like, I, I understand safety, but I also understand, like, you need to give people access to what the real world is. Well, the thing is, it's like, in Europe, um, they introduce you to, like, social drinking at a way it's a age cultural thing like, and like then a, that's why like america has so many fucking alcoholics and like such a huge issue with alcoholism because it's it's such like we're told forever like no you can't do that it's so bad and this yeah. and that and so then what do we do just like what we were saying is that we overdo it because we're like oh this is like this taboo thing and so and then there's like, all this way weird fucking it. shame around it, and you there's feel a huge, guilty, yeah, it's like, and, like, how do you deal? Like, I mean, look, alcoholism is a real fucking thing. I have plenty absolutely. of friends who are alcoholics or in programs. I have, have friends who I think should stop drinking. Um, stop which, looking at me like that, Sam. <laughs> I literally just refilled your glass, Sarah. Do you want to have, do you want to have a different conversation? JK, JK, JK. Um, but I have friends who, who I really think should stop drinking. I have friends who have recently stopped drinking. Um, and this is, like, actually, I think this might be a conversation to, like, table and get back into in a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, just of, like, friends and, like, navigating that, because that's been, that's come, come up for me a couple times lately. Um, I just, like, there have been times where I have overdone it, Mm -hmm. but I also feel like I am in a weird position where I've kind of been armed with good knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um... Full disclosure, I've never drunk Coke because I know I'll like it. Yeah. And I know I'll probably like it, like, too much. Yeah. And I never trusted myself with that. Um, But because I know about Coke and I know what it does and I know myself, Mm -hmm. I've known not to fucking do it for that reason. Yeah. Like, and I think I'm not unique in that way. I think there are a lot of people who have the capability to make intelligent decisions for themselves when it comes to those things. Same thing with, like, painkillers. I've unfortunately been sick multiple times or had minor surgeries or been in the hospital for shit. 
course you do. You don't like you don't like downers. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, they suck. Um, like you like weed and alcohol, and that's about as far as you go down that rabbit hole. But that's why you're not gonna end up on heroin. Um, never say never. Just kidding. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Justin Bieber should play this out. Um, so, I just feel like. For me, because of that, because I've always known it's a risk, and I'm, and I've had such a deep education on the cultures around self-medicating and mm. blah blah blah. Like, I have known, like, do I really need to keep taking this? And I've known to ask myself that question and to actually give a shit, and that that question actually has some fucking weight to it. Yeah. And I think people end up not realizing that because they go, "This feels good, and I feel better. I'm just going to keep doing it," because they are not, in a very real way, armed with that knowledge. Yeah. Well, and I think that it stems from, you know, it's it stems from a young age. I mean, I started drinking and experimenting with stuff from a very young age because that's what you do in a small town. Um, when there's nothing else to do, yeah. then you get drunk and lay in a field when you're well, 14 years old. That's what fucking kids do, honestly. That's yeah. what kids do. Um, because you're curious about it. And so, um, but I mean, I think that just like my upbringing, my parents and I were always super open about it. I mean, I remember my dad found weed in my dresser when I was 14 years old and he like kind of laughed it off and like made a joke about it because he was like if you're doing that like if that's all that I have to worry about then like I don't really have to worry about that much yeah um and so I mean my parents were just like super open in that way and like um so I never felt the need to like overdo it too much I mean granted I overdo it a lot yeah. Um, like, to this day, I still overdo it. But, like... Not regularly. Though. Not regularly. And also, I, I think that I, like... I mean, I know myself, and, like, I know that when I do overdo it, I wake up the next day and I'm just like, oh, what's up, anxiety and depression? Like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, but I think that just, like, just, like, educate yourself and, like, know your limits well, and know your body. I mean, I think the thing that's been the most helpful to me is knowing when I'm inclined to do something as a coping mechanism versus, like, inclined to do something. I mean, again, like, we circle fucking back to mindfulness, which is, like, mm-hmm. a giant theme on this podcast lately. Like, I set boundaries for myself and I kind of adhere to them because, like, drinking alone sometimes might sound appealing as, like, mm. something to do instead of feeling shitty alone, but, like... What purpose is drinking alone filling? Oh, well, it's filling the purpose of, like, it's something to do and it's going to distract me. Right. Okay, well, I could go to a fucking movie. And we're not talking about drinking alone as in, like, I'm going to have some wine while I watch TV by No, myself. I mean, like, like I'm like, going to get drunk yeah, by myself. Yeah, drunk by myself. Like, that's not... Yeah. It's not fun to get drunk by yourself. No, it's fucking sad. Because then you're like, what do I do with all this drunkenness? I have nobody to, like, talk to. Or, like, you're just, like, weird and numb and, like, you're not... And that's the thing, too, is I'll be like, okay, well, do I feel like having a drink? I do feel like having a drink. Why? Because I feel shitty. Like, maybe fucking call somebody and, like, do something. Like, reach out to people. Yeah. Maybe go for a hike instead. Yeah, exactly. And then if I want to have a drink after that, then that's that's entirely different. Yeah. Um, So I think, like, knowing why you are doing something... Like, is why are you important. self-medicating? Right. Like, I think it's fine to self-medicate. I, I definitely think it's fine to self-medicate to a certain extent, for sure. Yeah, but, like, you know, just ask yourself, why do I feel like I need this right now? So, I circle back to, um, it's fine to self-medicate, and I generally give my friends a lot of leeway with that. Mm-hmm. Um, if my friends, I feel, are self-medicating, um... Too much? 
too much or just improperly. Because I've mm. also seen, like, a lot of, like, friends of friends be like, yeah, but they just, like, went through this and they just went through this. So, like, you know, it's understandable. And I'm always like, sure, I fucking get why they're getting high every night. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. But, like, are they doing anything else to mitigate that? Right. Because where does it stop? Well, because when, after after my mom died, I was a fucking mess. I was a disaster of a human being. Um, and I was, like, getting shit-faced all the time, and every single time I was getting drunk, I was having panic attacks, and I was doing stupid shit. Like, just, like, you know. Yeah. I don't you were get in into a it. bad spiral. It was, like, yeah, we don't need details. I was in a really bad spiral. Um, and it was, like, I was never stepping back and kind of dealing with that. I was just, like... Well, you know, like, my parents are dead, so, like, this makes sense for me to do this right now. You had that as an excuse. Yeah, exactly. And so, now I'm, like, armed with that knowledge of myself. You were Um, young, too. Yeah. I mean, I was in my early 20s, you know? And so, I mean, I'm in my... You're not in your early 20s. You're in your late 20s, almost. Um, (laughs) Sarah's birthday's rule, too. Shut up. I know. Um, um, But, yeah, now it's, like, now I have that experience and I know what that feels like um and now I know that like when I wake up and I feel like I can't get out of bed I don't go to the store and buy a fucking 30 rack of beer to keep next to my bed which I used to do yeah um and now I'm like okay I feel like shit I'm gonna go for a hike I'm gonna go outside I'm gonna go sit at the park and read a book um because I know how I am, and I know myself, and it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's not fucking easy, but, like, it's definitely, it's just, like, it's a learning, it's a learning situation. If you could keep, like, the feeling that you have after you went for a hike next to your bed, like, we all fucking would, Mm -hmm. but, like, there's no, there's no drug that's a substitute for that. Yeah. And, like, I know that that makes me feel better, I know that it makes me feel happier, to, like, go be outside. And it makes you feel better like, about yourself than drinking yeah. a bunch of fucking beer does, too. Exactly. Well, it's, like, I, like, yeah, it's, like, if I get shit-faced by myself, like, in my house all day, um, which I used to do. And, like, it's, like... We can have a couple of those days here and there. Like, what are... Like, sure. Like, I don't... I'm not, you know, I'm not, like, talking down to that, and I think that that is... Sometimes it is really necessary, um, but, like, sometimes getting shit-faced in your house alone is really necessary. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> Look, the day after the election, Sarah and I drank all fucking day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, again, I use that as a very extreme example of, yeah. like, we were drunk all day long and, like, but you know what? The next fucking day I went to work and got on with my life. Yeah, exactly. I didn't do it again the day after that. Right, exactly. I think that... Allowing yourself to kind of have that, that moment is, is not, you know, the worst thing in the world. You shouldn't feel bad about it. But I know that for me, I get really bad anxiety when I'm hungover now. And I, I feel awful and it makes me feel worse, um, to do that because I'm like, oh great, like now I just lost a day. I'm such a huge piece of shit and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like this inner self-hating monologue that I fucking tell myself over and over. And it's like, it's just not helping anybody or anything and it's not healthy for me so no I now know like if I wake up in the morning having one of those bad days having like a really depressed day I'm like 
I, I have to go outside. And I know it sounds so cliche and, like, I hate the people that when you say, like, I have depression, they're like, oh, have you tried, like, going outside or, like, eating better? I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. It's clinical. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I have, actually. But, and, like, it does make I'm, me feel better. No, I'm right there with you. Like, there are times where I'm like, if I, like, I, I go let my dog out the, in the front yard, I'm like, oh, fresh air. Fuck. I need to leave. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that... But you have to... But I think that's the, that's the big thing with, you it's know... It's also just knowing yourself. Self-medicating and drugs is like, when are you enabling yourself? Yeah. And when are you doing something because it's creating an experience? Right. When you're... are you doing something because you actually want to do it versus when are you doing something because you feel like you need to? Yeah, and that's going to mean different things to different people, for totally. sure. But totally. I, I mean, I, I, think, I think the big danger is like, are you self-medicating are you numbing out? Are you coping? All of those things, like, you can get a hall pass here and there, I get it, but, like... A hall pass. Uh, I mean, like, literally, like, you can yeah. get, like, like we all get, like, a freebie, like, I did this because I was going through this. If you're aware that that's why you're doing it, sure, fine, but if you're also doing it, like, two or three days in a row, like, that's when you're... You need to fucking pump the brakes on that shit. Yeah. Because that's a habit. Yeah. That's not a mechanism. That's not a coping mechanism. That's not... There's nothing healthy about that at that point. You're creating a cycle. And I think that I have, like, I have a lot of self-awareness. Um, and so it's, like, I, like, I know when I'm, like, this isn't good for me, and I know why I'm doing this, and I'm still doing it. Why am I doing this? Like, I say that to myself all the time about all things. Are you able to stop it? I guess I could if I wanted to. I can stop anytime I want. Um, no, yes, I am. Because that's when I, like, years ago, like, a couple years ago, no, I, I wasn't. Um, because I was, like, I'm aware that I'm doing this thing, and I know what I'm doing, but I'm not going to stop because it's making me feel better in this moment. And now I'm, like, you know what? I'm not going to go do this thing. I'm just going to sit in my house with my cats and, like, watch a show or, like, I'm going to go to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I think just, like... Yeah, I mean, as we get older, you know, we have to, we have to just, like, do so many more check-ins with ourselves. Like, well, the consequences of our actions go up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think just, like, check in with yourself and be like, is this okay? Am I okay? If the answer is no, how can I make myself okay? Yeah. What can I do to help make myself okay. Right, and if your answer to what can I do to help make myself okay is, like, I want to go get drunk, or I want to, like, go do, d insert drug here, like, mm -hmm. probably not a great time to do those things. Maybe do another self-check-in. <laughs> like, find something else. Yeah. Like, why is that thing that's going to fill that for you? Yeah. Um, and I, Just again. Like, ask yourself why, you know? And, right, and, like, I, again, like, I have had nights where I'm, like, I'm going to do this because I feel bad, but it's not my go-to coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. My go-to coping mechanism is always fucking talking to other people, mm -hmm. um, which I think is pretty much across the board something that works for most people. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just, I mean, know yourself as best as you can and try not to just, I mean, just fucking make smart choices, but back to dare, like... <laughs> Fuck you, dare. I mean, don't... It's not about scaring people about shit. Like, 
I think I got so much as I think I'm partially why I'm so empathetic could be because things were explained to me in a very real way of like people do this because they feel like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I then went into the world with like, okay, I feel like this. Am I going to do this horrible thing? Like, right. Granted, there were things that I experimented with because I knew the people did them when they felt bad that I probably shouldn't have Mm -hmm. that were destructive to me. Um, But you know what? It's a fucking learning thing. We're all just stumbling through this life with no fucking road And I think the thing is, is like, every, I could have been any kid. Mm -hmm. Every human being is going to go through something like that. Yeah. But luckily, because I did, I knew that there were things accessible to me, like fucking therapy and like getting better. And I was, I, because of that, that shit, I had the awareness of when I hit a certain point where I was like, oh, this is not a problem. Mm -hmm. This is not good. Like I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And like with kids, you can't protect them from living a human experience. And I think they need to have those experiences to life is painful and hard. Kids are going to go through pain and hardship and all you can do is support them and let them know that it's not weird or bad that they're going through pain and hardship. And yes. I think that's really where Dare fell short. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Because I don't think that you should feel shame for feeling a certain way. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be like, I'm feeling bad and I want to feel better, so I'm going to do this thing that makes me feel better, but now I feel bad. But I feel super guilty because I did this thing. Yeah, like, it's like, that's And not- it leaves you no platform to then be like, hey, I feel bad, and like it, all it does is, like add to the culture of, like, weird, bad, terrible stigmas around your depression, anxiety, and grief, whatever the fuck it is that's mm-hmm. going on for you. Yeah, it's like, you shouldn't feel bad about feeling bad. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't want to hide the fact that you're feeling bad. Like, it's I, not a, pr- I mean, it's a problem to be solved, but it's not a problem to be numbed. Like, it's not yeah. a problem to, like, you shouldn't have pop to, a pill over. Yeah, you shouldn't have to hide the fact that, like, you're feeling bad. Like, share that shit. Yeah. Open up to somebody. Be like, hey, you know what? I'm feeling really bad. (laughs) I feel like shit. And hopefully the person that you share that with is open to listening to you and is at least just like It feels so much better. There's so many times where I just feel awful and it feels so, even if no one's able to like come to my rescue or like give me an activity to do, it feels so much better to just be able to text somebody and be like, yo, dude, I feel like shit today. Yeah. Just to get someone to respond and be like, totally get you. I'm really sorry. Yeah. I immediately feel not 100% better, but better than I did before I sent that text. Well, because it's like, you just, you just want to get something out. We all just (laughs) want to be fucking seen. Yeah. I mean, it just, it comes down to like, just fucking, not even help me, just like fucking listen to me for a second. Yep. Damn, this, I, this, I, mean, I have, like, a list of things we're going to talk about. It's nothing like this, but I really feel like playing that fucking meth commercial in the beginning somehow spun us in this I weird, know. like, my idea, BT dubs. Um, I sent you the video. I got some credit. Okay. Um, Should we talk about some good stuff? Yeah, let's talk about some good stuff. Uh, what's some good stuff for you, Sarah? Um, well, <laughs> let's see. I just want to say, Sarah and I are wearing, like, different versions of the same outfit today in the weird... And Which it's is not, what always happens, I feel like. It happens a lot, but it's not, because we both hate pants and sleeves. Yes! Um, <laughs> I feel very seen right now. 
But, like, we're wearing very much, like, different versions of the same outfit. We're both wearing high-waisted shorts and crop tops. Yeah. And, like... But, like, my shorts are patterned, Sarah's top is patterned. Yeah. Like, my shirt's neutral, Sarah's shorts are neutral. <laughs> like, it... It's absurd. Like, it's, it's gross. I love it. I'm very here for it. I'm sweating profusely. I know. I'm so hot. I can't wait to drink that other bottle of rosé. Um, <laughs> yeah, we finished a whole bottle. You're welcome. Um, okay, a good thing, a good thing. Um, I went home last week, um, which we can get more into on next week's podcast. Yeah. We'll probably do this we've been, next week. Well, we've been, like, recording, a, like, a way... We know we've been delayed with this. We'll 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 do another recording sooner rather than later to make mm-hmm. up for it. We've both been traveling. It's been a hard time, okay? <laughs> Our lives are so hard. Um, <laughs> we're both really poor. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, being home was fucking amazing. Um. While I was there, I texted Sam on the fourth. Um. Because I had a lot of family friends. Um. That I hadn't seen in a long time, like a lot of my parents' friends and. That, which is, I, like, I always love seeing them. And I had, like, several people come up to me and say, I listen to your podcast, and it's great. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think that, like, that you would, li- like, listen yeah. to it. Like, it's so amazing. And so, um, that was really fucking cool. Um, and I had texted Sam. I was like, the last three people that I've talked to have all said something about the podcast. Um, which I was just kind of like, I mean, I didn't even think to like, pander to that audience, I guess. Yeah. And so it was just, like, it was just really cool. Like, it just, like, it was this really cool feeling. And, like, I had people who I had no, like, I had somebody who's, like, a friend. I've known him for years and years and years. And, like, we're, like, really good friends Um, every time we, like, see each other. But it's not, like... I just wouldn't expect him to yeah, listen. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, dude, I, like, listen to you. And I was just like, I was like, holy shit, really? Yeah. Like, that's so fucking cool. Thank you. Yeah. Like, um, so I just, it was just a really cool feeling. I know that we don't have a ton of listeners and whatever, but, like, it was just, like, this really cool fucking thing. But, I mean, I will say, like, to build off of that, like, the... I've had a, I probably, I think you're probably pulling more weight in terms of the listener department, but, like... My friends suck. I'm kidding. Yeah, fuck you guys. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Jk. Jk. Please. Please keep listening. Um. I think if you are listening and we do know you, definitely fucking tell us. Like we want to. We want to hear that. It's, yeah. Look, I'm. I'll just call it. Call a spade a spade here. Like my ego is fragile and shallow. Oh, like God, I yeah. would love to know if you're listening to this. Um, yeah. If you don't know us and you're listening to this definitely let us know we're extremely open to feedback and like we do this and it's very motivating for us we want to know what you want to hear more of um yeah we want to know like what questions you have what do you want us to talk about and like we like we would really really love and appreciate anything like that yeah so like please fucking horns again use these fucking horns in my apartment um Um, anyway but yeah, no, yeah. so I think that that was like, it was just such a cool thing. That's so awesome. Like, I think that, I mean, my little, my little small town heart was just so full. Like, <laughs> your Instagram stories and videos from your trip, I was dying over. I was like, I want to fucking go there. It's insanely beautiful. It's like, holy shit. I took it for granted so much when I was you didn't know anything else. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, whatever, this is where I live. 
And now when I go back, I'm just like, holy fucking shit. Like, this is where I grew up. Because that's, you don't have any other context outside of that of, like, what the rest of the fucking world looks like. And it's not that you, I mean, it's insane. It's, it's, I mean, I just, I'm so fucking lucky. Like, I just, I can't even express how fucking lucky I am. And then to go home and have just, like, these amazing people who are just always, like, I just, I, I cried every single day on that trip because I, I literally had just, like, so much gratitude. I love and it. And I was, like, every time I saw somebody from high school or, like, saw somebody, you know, that I've known forever, everybody was just, like, oh, my God, I didn't know you are here. And, like, it was just, oh, God. Like, it was just so I amazing. I think, like, going into things with that kind of vulnerability to have that kind of experience and, like, receive that kind of experience is just such an incredible thing. And it's not something that happens that often. Um, and I've definitely had that more relatively recently and it's, yeah. it's so important. Yeah. I uh, mean, it was just like, like letting that in is a really big deal and seeing that and having that is a really big deal. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was just so good. <laughs> like, it yeah. was just like, and just like seeing like my parents' friends and like seeing like people that I grew up with and people that I've known since I was a fucking child in the womb. I think it's weird like having them like my brothers and I were all together and it was like people kept coming up to the three of us and just being like I didn't realize that the Hinchcliffs were here and we're just like I was at um on 4th of July they do this big thing at the um golf resort and everybody goes to the resort and like watches the fireworks or whatever um and there's this band playing and so we go and we're like dancing um like at the band or whatever and I see that um one of my childhood childhood friends dads is this amazing musician and he was playing keyboards and (laughs) over the microphone he goes is that sarah hinchcliffe and like announces it to the entire fucking like festival and i was like obviously mortified but obviously i loved it because i love attention um (laughs) and it was just i was like holy shit but it was like it was fucking amazing like just like the best feeling it was like i don't know that was so good. That's, um, that's, no, that's beautiful. I love <laughs> that. I think, like, it's funny, because I also come from a small town, but a, you know, an East Coast small town, which is very yeah. different, um, but Super different. also very much a very small town. Yeah. Um, people who don't have that inherent need to leave and go do something else, mm-hmm. and the way that they see you is... Very different than the way that other people in a place like Los Angeles, where everybody had that need. Yeah, which is why we're um, all here. Which is why we're all here. Is fucking. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> God damn it! That guy's making so much more money than I am right now. I hope um, so. What a gem. He's fucking. Yeah, he's living his best life. So much closure to the neighborhood. He is so out much here. Closure to this podcast. He is out here. Yeah, but I think like having that juxtaposition when you're back in your hometown Mm -hmm. and just seeing those people be like having any sort of even tiny bit of recognition for what that is Mm -hmm. is so so rewarding yeah they're so rarely rewarded for that and being seen for that and having that like respected is fucking huge it's so big dude like it's like it's unexplainable because it's like these are the people that you've known your entire life and like you know obviously like growing up I always felt super judged and like super um 
I guess undervalued. I, I'm sure we all feel undervalued all the time, but it was like, so to come back and have people just be like, wow, you're like really doing it. Like, you're, it, it's just like, it's just, it's such a big thing. Uh, yeah, not, because I mean, here, people are like, so what have you done recently? Where can I oh, see you? Oh, anything that I've seen? No, fuck yourself. But to have that kind of other side of like respect for like following something that you really believe in mm-hmm. is fucking amazing yeah and like, it just feels really good. you just feel really seen in a really nice way yeah. so I, I totally get that i'm glad that you have that me too thank um, you um what's your good thing um i don't know i was really getting hyped about your good thing <laughs> <laughs> um I'll, I'll be really superficial about it i borrowed a dress from a friend go on a a couple i drove up to san francisco last weekend and i borrowed a dress from a friend uh to go wedding dress shopping for her because i like she was like just turn my dress on i was like all right fine whatever yeah um and it like looked super cute on me I was, like, real hyped about it. And yes. I was. Like, have you, have you ever even seen me in a dress? Not in person, no. Yeah, just, like, in pictures. Yeah. And not recently. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the last time I wore a dress was to a friend's wedding in August. And before that, I literally couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, and I wore it, like, three times since then. Because I very much accidentally stole it when I left. Accidentally. I swear to God, it accidentally ended up back in my suitcase. Where I'm I was like, so sure. <laughs> Whatever, I have it still is the point. Um, so you're putting it on after we stop recording. Um, just just for you, Sarah. Obviously. It's not creepy at all. Um, um, Sarah's like, put on that dress for me. Yeah, put on that dress, baby. <laughs> you know what I like. <laughs> you in a dress, put that fucking dress on. Do the dishes. <laughs> Do the dishes in that dress that, I like. Yeah, fucking, mm, damn. <laughs> Use that soap. Maybe papooses in that dress. What's happening? This uh, rosé is gone and it's 300 degrees. Um, yeah, and I felt really good about myself and it was nice and I, like, did my makeup, um, and fucking killed it because I'm really good at that, actually. Yeah, and you just, Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, it was a really cool feeling of, like, embracing yeah. my femininity, which is something I've struggled with over the last, like, six years and, yeah. um... That's amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. And, like, last night I went out and wore little, little, literally little boys' pants. Could I stutter more? Just shoot I mean, me. you could, but... But, like, we'd have to kill me, actually. <laughs> like, I'm having an aneurysm. I'm sorry. Um, I wore literal little boys' pants from Zara um, with suspenders attached and, Cute. like, a white tank top and, like, slayed that, too. I'm okay, being very narcissistic right now. It's the rosé. That's... No, whatever. Fuck it. You deserve it! Thanks. And it was just, like, a fun thing. We're gonna have of, to like, turn this down because I feel like I've been screaming. You're not the taking hour. the mic as much as you think. Uh, we're sitting very far from the mic. We're fine. Okay, good. Um, we're both drunk now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just been shouting at everybody for the past hour. Just me. It's fine. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. It's so... I don't know. I've, I feel like I've struggled a lot with, like embracing my femininity and like what that fucking means Mm -hmm. and like when do I feel good and why so it's just nice to like not double question it or overanalyze it and just be like I like this done yeah well I think that lately you've been kind of embracing like fashion I guess I could say, but like, are you looking at what I'm wearing right now? Because I hope not. I'm like, literally wearing shorts and a tank top. Um, no, but I mean, I, I like think that you've been though. like, 
you've just been putting in like effort and into like no I, I, this is all coming out wrong um <laughs> no I mean I think you showered I'm kidding no <laughs> like I think that you've been like I'm gonna make an effort into what makes me feel good because yeah. I look good yeah and I think it's really great. Like I think, it's which like, I will say, we can talk about this in another episode too. Which for me is like a massive, massive obstacle of like totally. the way that I present physically and like how comfortable I feel and what makes me feel good. Which is like a whole other issue when it comes to like insecurities. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like lately you've just been like, I feel like I look really good in this, so I'm gonna like wear this and I'm gonna fucking rock this. And I think that it's like yeah. the confidence aspect of that is a huge thing, and I think that it's a thing to be celebrated, because... Yeah, it's, it's fun, like, and it was, like, it was fun to just, like, feel good in something that I, you know, you know, you would, usually would wear. wear, but I think that's, like, the fun of fashion is, like, branching out of your comfort zone, and, mm-hmm. like, how does that make you feel? Like, yeah. yeah, so anyway, that's... I'll leave that as my good thing, even though it's a little superficial. I think there's no, a much deeper level that. to it. It's not superficial, because it's something that makes you feel good, and it's something that it's important. Oh, and I found $5 on the floor earlier. That's which a good was, thing. By floor, I mean sidewalk. And that's a really it's good Friday thing. the 13th and I found $5. I found a $5 bill on the ground. Like, what does that mean? Just think about that for a minute. <laughs> Just think about that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I feel this has been the small names. <laughs> the small names. Yeah, I actually really like this episode. I do too. So, uh, this, this might be like top five right now. Yo. Uh, still send us, um, any questions you want us to address, no matter how stupid they are. Like, not that many people are doing it. I've got literally, a couple, but... Literally fucking anything. We'll talk about anything. This is our podcast. We can do what I Yeah, and if we don't want... We can do what I want. We can do what we want. Sarah's podcast. I'm leaving. <laughs> we can do whatever I want to do. We can also do whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, if you have questions, thoughts, opinions, feedback... We love all those things. Yeah, let us fucking know. Even if it's negative, we still want to hear that too. We want to hear that. Yeah, constructive criticism is welcome here. Um, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dog. Yeah, yeah. About tell us. your little sister. We want more listeners. Yeah, we deserve them. We deserve them. They should benefit from this. Uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at the small angsty. Uh, you can also find us individually at Sam K Henning and at Fat Sarah for Prez with a Z on Prez the with end. A Z. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah. And yeah, take care of each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.